Afternoon America. Welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You know, I've been saying this. uh, You've heard me say it. I've been saying it for weeks since this whole fiasco with Harvard and and Penn and and MIT went down there in that testimony. uh, That uh, and then after uh, McGill resigned. After Claudine Gay resigned, uh, you know, conservatives and you know people on the right were saying, "Hey, this is a this is a win. It's a hit for DEI. DEI is gonna gonna uh, you know they're gonna take a setback. You know, this whole DEI agenda is going to stop." And and I have you know I've said it here. It's not. It's it's not gonna stop. It's not going away. Are you kidding? They're gonna they're gonna double down. I've got a couple articles here. Uh, you know, Carol Swain talks to the uh, to, to the Epic Times, and she is she's the author who uh, Claudine Gay plagiarized from from whom Gay plagiarized Carol Swain. And if you you know, this is funny. If you've ever seen a picture of Carol Swain, you know, put a picture of Carol Swain next to Claudine Gay, and Carol Swain just looks like such a happy woman. I mean, she does. She looks pleasant. She just, it's the exact opposite of Claudine Gay. Uh, my theory that, you know, conservative people, they just tend to be happier. And it comes across. They're just, I don't know. I think they like, they enjoy life more. Uh, you know, Mrs. Uh, Miss Swain has some comments on, on, is DEI dead at Harvard? I've said no. It's not. And she agrees. Uh, billionaire Bill Ackman has some comments on his DEI debt at, at Harvard. He says, no, it's not. Um, you know, my 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 premise in saying that, you know, DEI will not take a hit, it's not dead, is that the, the boards are still intact. Until and it's the boards that hired these people. They they knew who they were hiring. They knew who they were getting when they hired McGill and when they hired um, President Gay and when they hired what's-her-name over at MIT, who, by the way, MIT, they're just getting off, you know, scot-free here. How how come there isn't anybody calling, you know, for um, her removal over there at MIT? Uh, You know, just crickets. You know, MIT's just, oh, yeah, we're so glad we... uh, You know, we kind of just, uh, you know, the other two, they're going to take the hit. We're just going to kind of, you know, skate on by. Nobody's going to pay attention to us. I mean, there needs to be, you know, some shakeup over there. But but really these and I've I've said this, this is the the removal of these of these two presidents up to this point. It's symbolism, symbolism over substance. Now, here's what um, Carol Swain had to say she she has this interview with with epic times uh and she says it would take new leadership that was more traditionally focused on academic standards and excellence and it would take claudine gay actually leaving and the institution acknowledging that she had engaged in pl- plagiarism and that she had violated academic standards uh claudine gay is still there you know she still is maintains her position on the faculty 
she is still getting a salary of just under a million dollars, nine hundred thousand. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's they love her over there. This board loves her over there, and they're not willing to, um, you know, they're not willing to get rid of her. Carol Swain, uh, in her book, The Adversity of Diversity, puts forth a compelling case for questioning the entire diversity, equity, and inclusion industry. So she's she is she's a black woman, and she is not on board with with DEI. She sees it for for what it truly is. So in her book, The Adversity of, of Diversity, uh, Dershowitz, has he's written this in her foreword, that she puts forth a compelling case for questioning the entire diversity, equity, and inclusion industry. Dershowitz says it has become an aggressive force that takes organizations away from their core missions and often transforms them into divisive and disruptive institutions that openly violate the rights of members of disfavored groups. Uh, he has uh, described DEI perfectly as an aggressive force, uh, and it, it drives organizations away from their core mission. The core mission of Harvard is, is not what it used to be, my friends. It's not even close. Uh, you know, Bill Ackman calls for uh, Harvard to go back to that. Yeah, at one point in this article, uh, Bill Ackman says Harvard needs to go back to to to, to Veritas. They need to to actually go back to to truth. You know, it's on their uh, it, it's it's in their motto. It's on their you know their Iron Gate. I mean, it's 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 on the building. You know, but they don't they don't recognize it anymore. They haven't recognized it for years. Uh, Miss Swain continues in her interview with the Epic Times, uh, such ideas as uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion were developed at universities, and they somehow seeped down into the mainstream culture. And these ideas have been weaponized against us, and we're watching this unfold before our very eyes, the weaponization of these ideas against us. So who's, who, who's Carol Swain? So her first academic book, is called Black Faces, Black Interests, The Representation of African Americans in Congress. It was published by Harvard University Press in 1993, uh, and it won two scholarly prizes. Uh, the first of its prizes was the American Political Science Association's Woodrow Wilson Foundation Award. Uh, this is an award given for the best book on government, politics, or international affairs. Now, even this award, however, though, has undergone uh, some attack by DEI. President Wilson's name is no longer on the award. Uh-uh, his name was dropped in 2021. You know, your award is named after a president of the United States. Uh, and Woodrow Wilson, at that, who is, you know, revered by the left, but in 2021, they dropped the name of President Wilson from their award, and they renamed it the Mers Tate Eleanor Ostrom Outstanding Book Award. 
I, I, I don't know. It just it really loses its flair. You know, Woodrow Wilson Foundation Award, and then you get it's it's now the Mears Tate Eleanor Ostrom Outstanding Book Award. Uh, I mean, if I'm part of the Woodrow Wilson family, I'm upset about this. Uh, according to uh, their website, the APSA's website. So this is the American Political Science Association. This is the group that, that gives the award. According to their website, the new name applies DEI principles. Quote, here is what it says. The award is named after two inspiring women, Dr. Merz Tate and Dr. Eleanor Ostrom, who were pioneers in the political science discipline and beyond. Dr. Tate was the first African-American woman to earn a Ph.D. in government, while Dr. Ostrom was the first woman to receive the Nobel Prize in economics for her work on common pool resources. Both women contributed invaluable research and scholarship to the discipline of political science while facing prejudice relating to gender and race. Bum, bum, bum. And there it is. Yeah, you know, so the, the website provides no details on uh, their professional achievement uh, after obtaining, you know, their PhDs. Uh, it does not provide any detail on the prejudice uh, that each supposedly faced uh, according to their gender and their race. Or is it just assumed that because they're women that they're going to, you know, face, you know, prejudice because they're women or because they're black, they're going to face prejudice just because of that, uh, you know, whether they actually did or not. Uh, yeah, so uh, Wilson's name is no longer on the award. That was just a little sidebar, by the way. Uh, you know, so the, the, the point here is that uh, Miss Swain is a, um, she is uh, an accomplished individual. Okay, so we, 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 we've got to set the stage for that. All right, she, she's accomplished. Yes, she's a black woman, but she's accomplished. All right, she didn't uh, achieve her tenured professors, professorship at, uh, at Princeton. And uh, the other, uh, she was, I think Stanford. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I, I know she was at Princeton, Vanderbilt. All right, she's a former tenured professor at both Princeton and Vanderbilt. Uh, and um, you know, she didn't, uh, she didn't uh, achieve that that tenureship due to DEI. Uh. Uh-uh. No, she uh, she she did it through hard work. Claudine Gay, however, all right. Um, well, I guess we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Miss Swain uh, continues. You would think that equity is the same as equal opportunity. That's not true, she says. You would think that inclusion is the same as integration, and that's not true. DEI advocates. Uh, advocates have just taken words that people think they know what it means, and it means the opposite. A, that is, that's what they do. I mean, we've been describing that here from day one. 
uh, that it, no, the equity in DEI does not mean uh, equality. Mm -mm. Uh, not in the way we think of equal opportunity. Uh, and inclusion, it does not mean integration. Um, it almost means separation. In so doing, she says they turned the concepts of the Civil Rights Act on their head. Miss Swain was one of 12 children raised in a shack without running water in Virginia. She was one of the beneficiaries of the Civil Rights Act. A high school dropout, she got a GED when she was 21, and then an associate's degree from Virginia Western Community College. Following were a bachelor's degree from Roanoke College, a master's in political science from Virginia Tech, another in legal studies from Yale Law School, and a doctorate in political science from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Equal opportunity, she says, was an opportunity for you to get your foot in the door, but you had to prove yourself once you got there. And that's what a lot of us did. We all have this opportunity. And, and, and you know, I say this is the foundation of our country, that, you know, we, we all have an opportunity to get our foot in the door. You know, all of us do. We all have an opportunity to, um, you know, to dream and, and to go after our dreams and to achieve and to succeed. And it doesn't matter, you know, who we are. It doesn't matter what our gender is. It doesn't matter what color our skin is. Here in this country, we've got this opportunity. And there are those who, who want to remove that. And they want to do it under the guise of diversity, equity, and inclusion. The article continues. You know, so now we've got uh, some some background into uh, Carol Swain. So let's look at Claudine Gay. Miss Gay enjoyed a more privileged upbringing. According to online sources, her family in Haiti owns the country's largest concrete plant. She attended Phillips Exeter Academy in New Hampshire, one of the most prestigious U.S. boarding schools, before attending Princeton transferring to Stanford, and getting a doctorate from Harvard. Miss Gay gained tenure as an associate professor at Stanford, moved to Harvard in 06, was appointed to the African American Studies Department in 07. She moved up through two dean positions before being tapped as Harvard's 30th president in December 2022, a job she began on July 1st, 2023, and then became, of course, Harvard's shortest uh, president. Yeah. Uh, the article says DEI has been a hallmark of her career. Oh, has it now? Uh, and um, this is where it gets interesting, because now we insert Christopher Rufo into the situation. And we, and we know the uh, uh, the articles that uh, Rufo has, has written. December 18th, he wrote Claudine Gay's DEI Empire. All right. Mr. Rufo detailed her efforts to take down historical portraits of white males, you know, while she's president at Harvard. 
she did, you know, she decided, yeah, I mean, there's historical portraits here, but they're white guys. Uh, you know, we can't be having white guys around. She promoted the denaming of buildings if the faculty and administration decided the namesake's actions or beliefs were abhorrent in the context of current values. As president, Gay uh, led a sprawling DEI bureaucracy, officially the Office of Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging, that sought to influence how students spoke, thought, and behaved in relation to race. The university deleted most DEI materials from its website following Ms. Gay's congressional testimony, Mr. Rufo wrote. But he said he was able to recover some of them through an internet archive. He provided links to a number of them. One archived item said, quote, Harvard's DEI administrators encourage students to internalize the basic narrative of critical race theory. America is a nation defined by systemic racism police brutality, white supremacist violence, and the weaponization of whiteness. Um, you know, so this, this friends, this right here, you know, this is why, even though Claudine Gay is no longer the president, DEI is still alive and well. I mean, it's still kicking. It's still living and breathing. It's still the growing monster somewhere in the basement. Because the board... The, you know, the Harvard Corporation hired Gay knowing that she would, you know, follow these tenets. And that's what they want. This is coming from the, the tippy top, my friends. All right, we will uh, pick this art article up the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot at americaoutloud.news. Yeah, and uh, as always, we're happy to have you on board. So we are, you know, we're just getting confirmation. I, I think uh, Carol Swain is confirming 
what I've said all along up to this point, that DEI is not dead at Harvard uh, just because we got rid of Claudine Gay. Uh, Christopher Rufo, in this article, that is, it's, a, it's an Epic Times article that I'm referencing, and they interview uh, Carol Swain in this article, but they also uh, reference Christopher Rufo's piece entitled Claudine Gay's DEI Empire. And it is this piece that I was referencing uh, or reading excerpts from it just before the break. And this, uh, it's this here. This is this is the thing that really gives confirmation to what is happening in the underbelly at Harvard and other schools like it. Um, Rufo uh, detailed Claudine Gay's efforts to take down uh, portraits, historical portraits of, of white men. Uh, she promoted uh, denaming buildings. You know, if the faculty uh, felt like the building's namesake uh, took action or had beliefs that, um, you know, don't don't fit with our, our current values. Uh, as president, uh, Claudine Gay, according to Rufo, uh, led a sprawling DEI bureaucracy, and this office was officially entitled the Office of Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging. So she threw in a B there, the DEIB. Uh, the, the point and goal of the office was to seek to influence how students speak, think, and behave in relation to race. That was the point. They want to influence. Well, of course, they. Of course, that's what they want to do. I mean, they're a college because they, you know, they want to teach and they want to influence. But their 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 mode of education is just this right here. They want to influence and teach kids how to speak, think, and act as uh, as it relates to race. Uh, Rufo stated that. Uh, Harvard deleted most of the DEI materials from its website following Claudine Gay's congressional testimony. So it's just like they're just trying to clean house and, you know, uh, and just not um, not have any more light being shined on their operation. However, Rufo was able to recover uh, some of the links through Internet Archive. Uh, one such archived item, he said, stated this, Harvard's DEI administrators, and, and this is the important thing right here, DEI administrators encourage students to internalize the basic narrative of critical race theory. America, which is this, America is a nation defined by systemic racism. It's defined by police brutality. It's defined by white supremacist violence, and it's de defined by the weaponization of whiteness. This, my friends, according to Harvard's DEI office, uh, is, um, is is their objective that they want they want students to internalize this basic narrative. 
this is this is who America is as a nation to them. We're not a nation of hope. We're we're not a a melting pot uh, of freedom and liberty, giving people, you know, all over the world an opportunity to excel and succeed. No, on the contrary, we are a nation that is rooted. Its very foundation is is racism. And we have police brutality to prove it. And, you know, white supremacy is everywhere. And then, uh, you know, we've weaponized that, that whiteness. In another resource, students were invited to, quote, unpack their white privilege and male privilege and to consider their white fragility, which stems from the privilege that accrues to white people living in a society that protects and insulates them from race-based stress. You know, that's the only that's the only kind of stress you're ever going to you're ever going to go through. It's just, you know, a stress based upon your race. That's it. I mean, if that's what you're told, if, if that's what you are are having drilled into your system and that's what you believe. Um, you know, this is the this is this is Harvard this is what lies at the core of Harvard. This is what's, you know, in the underbelly. And so just having Claudine Gay step down, you know, she's she's still there. Again, more proof. This is who they are. And the fact that they did not, you know, kick her off campus. They just said, you know, you're just not going to be president anymore because we have to put out the fire. But you're still going to get your salary and you're still going to be here. We still love you. Don't get me wrong, Claudine. You're still the best. Um, Mr. Rufo described Claudine Gay as neither much of a scholar nor an outstanding administrator, uh, noting that she cost Harvard an estimated $1 billion or more in donations uh, thanks to to Bill Ackman, who we're going to hear from in a minute, by the way. Uh, but he says she plays one role perfectly, the dutiful racialist, skilled at the manipulation of guilt, shame, and obligation in service of institutional power. Very well said, Mr. Rufo. And of course, Miss Swain concurs. You know, she agrees with what Rufo says. Inclusion doesn't mean integration, Carol Swain tells the Epic Times. Inclusion is about coming in with your group identity, holding on to the group identity, and almost threatening everyone else. If they say something to you, it's because you're a member of a marginalized group, and you should be accorded special treatment because of your lived experiences. By golly, how dare you say that to me? Don't you know what I've gone through in this life? According to Ms. Swain, questions about the sourcing of Ms. Gay's doctoral thesis raise another question, whether she should even be accorded the courtesy title of doctor. Oh, now here we go. Carol Swain is coming out swinging. <laughs> She's swinging. She says that Miss Gay's scholarship wasn't good enough to warrant either her hiring to the faculty or her promotion once she got there. Ivy League faculty, she says, Ivy League faculty hirings once required scholarly publishings 
of real significance. Uh, and that wasn't the case here. Uh, and when, when they hired Claudine Gay. But here it comes. This is the uh, this is the dropkick in the teeth that Carol Swain gives to Harvard. Quote, Harvard may become the bud light of higher education. Other institutions may see what Harvard did and really shore up their own academic integrity. I think Harvard has dug itself into a hole, just like Bud Light. <laughs> so, um, Carol Swain is of the opinion that I am of that, uh, you know, racism runs deep at Harvard. Um, uh, DEI is entrenched in their DNA at this point. It's not what it once was. Uh, and uh, billionaire Bill Ackman, uh, you know, he 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 joins the chorus again. He, this guy has been, he has been uh, fantastic in, in, in saying what needs to be said. Uh, but he's going to take it a step further here. Uh, he says, uh, or this article is called uh, Billionaire Bill Ackman calls Harvard board to resign, citing DEI as root cause. Now, this is the only way we're going to get anything done at Harvard, is if the if, if this board resigns. This is the only way we're going to get changes at Penn, uh, is if the board resigns. MIT, I mean, you name it, any of the Ivy Leagues, you're not going to get, uh, it doesn't matter if the president steps down. Because the president isn't the one calling these shots. Billionaire Bill Ackman called members of the Harvard Corporation, the school's governing board, to step down. Quote, the corporation board should not remain in their seats, protected by the unusual governance structure, which enabled them to obtain their seats. The board chair, Penny Pritzker, should resign along with the other members of the board who led the campaign to, cleep, to keep Claudine Gay, orchestrated the strategy to threaten the media, bypassed the process for evaluating plagiarism, and otherwise greatly contributed to the damage that has been done, Mr. Ackman said. The new corporation board members should be identified who bring true diversity viewpoint and otherwise, to the board. Uh, did you catch who the board chair is, by the way? Penny Pritzker. Penny Penny Pritzker. What is that? Who does that sound like? I mean, I mean, doesn't that sound like um, a governor from I don't know Illinois, maybe? Uh, as it turns out, uh, Penny Pritzker is the brother, I, I'm sorry, is the sister. I don't think she's the, I don't know, maybe she is. You know, I mean, she, she might be, but but I, I think she's the sister to J.B. Pritzker. Hmm. All right, so now are you seeing this? Are you seeing the dots connect? And, and now it, it's clear why uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is not leaving Harvard just because Claudine Gay left the presidency. Uh, yeah, you know, as long as you have Penny Pritzker sitting in the seat, 
as the board chair, uh, this is what you're going to get at Harvard. You're going to keep getting the same old thing. Parents, family, friends, if you have a child who has dreams of going to Harvard and you truly love that child and you truly care about their future and their education, do not send that child to Harvard because they uh, they run the risk of coming out uh, something other than what they were when they went in. Um, uh, you know, you, you got Penny Pritzker running the show over there. Did, all right, this is interesting. I'm looking at Penny Pritzker's bio. Uh, she served as the United States Secretary of Commerce in the Obama administration. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Since September of 2023, she has been working in the position of U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine's economic recovery. Oh, bum, bum, bum. Well, 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 U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine's economic recovery. I wonder, I wonder how much, uh, wonder how much money she's getting for that. I wonder what kind of kickback she's getting for that. I mean, um, you know, uh, you know, I just mm, so she uh, she's as left as they come, friends. Before entering government, uh, Pritzker had been involved in many Chicago organizations, including the Chicago Board of Education. Ah, oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Harvard doesn't stand a chance. Uh, yeah, she's the sister of JB, the current governor. Of, look, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be such a pessimist here. I, I don't. I, and I know that's how I'm coming across at this moment. Harvard doesn't stand a chance. Dean, come on. You, you, you're supposed to be positive here. You're, you're supposed to be the uh, the optimist in the room. And it's true. I am. I am the eternal optimist. Um, yeah, but I'm just, I, I just have to live in reality. Harvard doesn't stand a chance. As long as Penny Pritzker is at the helm, she will continue to run Harvard into the ground. Because that's what the left does. I mean, look at what her what her brother's doing to the state of Illinois. He's destroying it. You know, now he's got this 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 mandate in place um, where schools, uh, you know, between seventh and twelfth grade are going to start doing these wellness checks, these mental health, you know, these mental health screenings. And on the surface, again, that sounds like just such a great thing. But my friends, it is not. I mean, who knows what is going to be included on that screening? And who knows what the screening is going to conclude? It might conclude a pack of lies. Namely, that little Johnny needs to be Janie and vice versa. Uh, you know, that's who we have running the show in Illinois. And, um, you know, coming out of Chicago, of course, which is. Uh, which is just a city that's got a history of corruption. And so here she is, Penny Pritzker, running the show as the as the board chair over at Harvard. Um, I mean, it's not uh, it, it's not looking good, kids. it's it's not it's not looking good for the country's uh, you know, most vaunted institution. Uh, you know, Harvard, 
the decade after the Pilgrims landed, Harvard is founded. Uh, and it's it's founded by religious leaders to, to train ministers. That's the point. And it is now being run by, uh, you know, frankly, someone who's, who's uh, a communist who loves communism um, more than capitalism, loves communism more than more than uh, America, you know, loves communism, you know, more than any of the values America stands for. Uh, you know, I mean, her, her promotion of diversity, equity, and inclusion just speaks volumes. Those are anti-American values, um, you know, but she's, she's part of this ilk and they're the master at taking words, you know, words that, that we love that sound great and throwing them out there, but, but they define them as the exact opposite of, of the intended meaning of the word. And they're really good at it. Um, you know, so Ackman is, is saying, you know, Pritzker needs to resign. The entire board, they they need to go, and and a new corporation board, you know, needs to be formed of people with with actual values, with actual diversity. All right, we will pick up uh, the rest of Ackman's comments on the other side of this break. We're running up against it. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, the year 2024 must be the year of the Patriot, and AmericaOutloud.news will equip you with all the information you need to give new meaning to the words Patriot Act, for our actions always ultimately define our words. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Let's get back to, let's just jump right back into it. Uh, this post uh, that Bill Ackman delivered on X. Now, granted, this is a couple weeks ago. 
but in light of the Epic Times interview with Carol Swain, uh, I, I think it's appropriate that, you know, that we bring it back. I think it's appropriate that we uh, that we highlight it and we acknowledge the accuracy in it. We acknowledge the accuracy in in what Ackman is saying and in what Swain is saying, because things don't change over there at Harvard just because Claudine Gay is gone. No sir, Bob. All right. In his post, Mr. Ackman said the board picked the wrong president. He condemned the board for doing an adequate due diligence regarding Gay's academic record, even though she started a leadership position as dean of the social studies department in 2015. They had plenty of time. They had plenty of time to do their homework on this woman. And and my assertion is they did their homework. They knew exactly what they were getting. And they just thought, well, we'll just, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll just keep it quiet. Nobody has to know until uh, Christopher Rufo shows up. Ackman accused the board of defending Miss Gay's plagiarism accusations, uh, such as threatening the New York Post not to publish her plagiarism story failing to identify many cases of her plagiarism and characterizing plagiarism as, quote, unintentional or duplicative language, all of which has caused greater reputational damage to the university. Oh, the university has undergone such reputational damage. I I don't know that it's recoverable. Uh, Under this current board, it's not. He then spoke out against the board for unanimously supporting Gay, given the many problems mentioned, which further damaged the university and the board itself. Quote, in a normal corporate context, with the above set of facts, the full board would resign immediately to be replaced by a group nominated by shareholders. However, in the case of Harvard, the board nominates itself and its new members. There is no shareholder vote mechanism to replace them. Uh, you know, in this this type of self-perpetuating board, uh, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It, you know, nonprofits use it to, to really, I guess, protect their mission, protect their vision. So it, you know, they know who's coming in the board. They know who, uh, that people are going to come on board and support the mission as it, as it, as it's currently stated, you know, they don't want someone coming in that's going to bring in their own vision and their own way of going about things. You know, so I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily blasting their, you know, how they, how they run their board. Um, You know, I think it's perfectly fine how they do it. I mean, it's different, you know, from a, a, a board where there's shareholders, Absolutely, but in this case, uh, it uh, it it's definitely working against us. You know, because they have a group in there that is not uh, keeping the mission of the university. They are they're redefining the university's mission. So so what's happened is you know the wolf came in in sheep's clothing at some point in Harvard. Uh, you know, in the in, in the life cycle of Harvard, you know, the, the, the wolves got in 
uh, and now they have populated that board, you know, with people who have a completely different vision other than what the Harvard, you know, mission is. They've completely rewritten the mission statement. And now they are self-perpetuating. And that's where, you know, this type of board has, you know, it's where it's a bad thing. Um, you know, when you get, uh, and how it happens, I, it, you know what, I, I don't know. I, I just, it happens gradually. It happens gradually. And before you know it, uh, evil has taken over. Uh, and isn't that how it is with evil and everything? It just happens little by little. And then, you know, before you know it, darkness has set in. And you're like, what, you know, when did that happen? You know, when did it get dark outside? It was just daylight a few minutes ago. But it's just such a gradual thing. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's how it's happened here. Uh, in his very long post to X, Mr. Ackman pointed out that the root cause of these problems is the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, that has promulgated uh, life on campus. Um, it's just, um, you know, that's, it's, that's just life right there. Ackman continues by saying the E for equity and DEI is about equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity. And he's nailing it. We've been saying this here from the get-go. It, it, um, it, you know, it, it, it's not about opportunity. You know, everybody has to say have to have the same outcome. Uh, and if you don't have the same outcome, then something's wrong. If if the same outcome is not happening, you know, for 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 these different groups, then that that means you're racist because you're preferring one group over the other. Uh, Ackman highlights that diversity, equity, and inclusion is inconsistent with basic American values, which are rooted in a democracy with equality of opportunity for all. Now, the only thing I disagree with him on here is his use of the word democracy. I'm going to start Xing that word out. Every time I see it, it's going to go. Uh, you know, what, what he meant to say was diversity, equity, and inclusion is inconsistent with basic American values, which are rooted in our republic, which allows for equality and opportunity, equality of opportunity for all. Yeah. The point here, and this is what I want to highlight, is it's inconsistent with basic American values. All right. So who's running the show here? Penny Pritzker. I didn't say, I'm sorry. Pritzker. Penny. Penny Pritzker. She's running the show. Uh, she was in the Obama White House. Her brother is the governor of Illinois. Uh, you know, she's part of a, a family of leftists that are even left of the leftists. Can you be, get, get, can you be that? Can you be left of the leftists? I mean, if you can, they are. Uh, and, and it's the values of these people. It's the position of these people that, that, that they hold values that are inconsistent with basic American values, which are an opportunity for everybody. Love for mankind, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Everybody has this opportunity to pursue what makes them happy as long as it doesn't infringe upon the rights of somebody else. 
Go after it. Go, go after your dreams, your goals, your ambitions. You can do it no matter, you know, what the color of your skin is. And it, it it's degrading to have somebody tell you that you've achieved something only because of the color of your skin or, or that you, uh, you know, you're being held back only because of the color of your skin or, to, you know, it's these racial references are, um, they're degrading. Yeah, but that's what these people do. Ackman continues. He says, DEI was not about diversity in its purest form, but rather DEI was a political advocacy movement on behalf of certain groups that are deemed oppressed under DEI's own methodology. And that, my friends, is liberalism at its core. At its very core. Under DEI, he says, one's degree of oppression is determined based upon where one resides on a so-called intersectional pyramid of oppression, where whites, Jews, and Asians are deemed oppressors, and a subset of people of color or LGBTQ people uh, and or women are deemed to be the oppressed. Under this ideology, he says, one is either an anti-racist or a racist. There's no such thing as being a not racist, and he absolutely nails it. Ackman continues, under DEI's ideology, any policy, program, educational system, economic system, grading system, admission policy that leads to unequal outcomes among people of different skin colors is deemed racist. Yeah, uh, he even says here in parentheses, and even climate change due to its disparate impact and geographies and the people that live there. All right, the climate change is now racist. Uh, I, uh, I just don't, I don't know. All right, he continues, as a result, according to DEI, capitalism is racist. Advanced placement exams are racist. IQ tests are racist. Corporations are racist. Or in other words, any merit-based program, system, or organization which has or generates outcomes for different races that are at variance with the proportion these different races represent with inside the population at large is by definition racist under DEI's ideology. And then... Um, uh, his next statement, he, you know, he goes all Elon Musk on him. DEI is racist because reverse racism is racism, even if it is against white people. And it is remarkable that I even need to point this out. Racism against white people has become considered acceptable by many not to be racism. Or alternatively, it is deemed acceptable racism. While this is, of course, absurd, it has become the prevailing view in many universities around the country. And ideology, he continues, he's just, <laughs> Heckman is on fire. An ideology that portrays a bicameral world of oppressors and the oppressed, based principally on race or sexual identity, is a fundamentally racist ideology that will likely lead to more racism 
rather than less. You know, take the word likely out of your statement. It will lead to more racism rather than less. Of course it's going to, because that's what your focus is. That's what you're focusing on. Where if you if you didn't focus on the, on the color of the skin and instead took King's advice and focused on the content of the character, then we would start building everybody up. You know, we, we would offer them an improvement in their character. Yeah, here's what you should strive for. You know, a hard work ethic is a good. Uh, it's a good character quality to have. And just you know, go after a, a, a hard work ethic. And if you, uh, you know, don't get into that university, is it possible that your work ethic uh, wasn't to the level of the person that got in instead of it being anything about the color of your skin? I saw this uh, Tim Tebow video the other day. If you don't know Tim Tebow, he was a quarterback, one of the Florida schools. I think he was a Gator, a Florida Gator. He won the Heisman Trophy. Um. It came out, it, you know, did did go into the pros, uh, you, know, you know, spent some time in the pros for a couple of years. But he was really famous for these uh, verses that he would put under his eyes during the game. You know how they would, you know, they take their finger and they they have black paint there. Well, he would have a black, you know, something under his eyes, but in, in white, he would uh, write a Bible verse. Uh, and he would, you know, take a knee and he would pray in the end zone. Of course, then you weren't allowed to take knees. They would get upset. Oh, Tim Tebow can't take a knee. You know, but then they are okay with you're taking a knee as long as it was during the national anthem. Uh, back to my my, my point. Uh, so this is who Tim Tebow is. He, he's an athlete. Um, you know, he's just somebody who's physically, he, you know, he's in great shape. Uh, and so there was this this video where he was, you know, talking about, always wanting to 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 work harder than than the next person uh, where you know he would think you know if it's time for me to go work out i don't really feel like working out uh, the guy and the team across the street or across across town or you know at the other school you know right now he is working out and he's getting better than me and so i need to go work out so i can i can get you know better than him uh, it, it, this hard work ethic he, that's the, he's basically speaking and preaching to this this character trait of having a just a, a work ethic that you just want to outwork everybody else in the room uh it, it, you know what if we were teaching that to kids and instead of you know you can get into this college because you know you're this color yeah what, what if we taught a work ethic instead? Well, the left doesn't like that, uh, you know, but number one, it, it doesn't give them any power over anybody. Number two, if you've got a bunch of people in the country working hard at things, then, then you know, the government isn't going to have a need to support them. And if the government isn't supporting the population and the government isn't controlling, it comes right back to power. Oh, I just, I mean, it just... It seems so so plain and simple to to me, and I know it, it's that way to you. I mean, I know this audience. I I know you're thinking the same thing. That yeah, of course, that makes sense. It's 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 simple, yeah, you know. But that's not what uh, is the prevailing view in many universities across the country. 
uh, you know, so we're going to take this word likely out of his statement. It will lead to more racism. He continues, a system where one obtains advantages by virtue of one's skin color is a racist system and one that will generate resentment and anger among the unadvantaged who will direct their anger at the favored groups. And it's, it just creates, you know, more racism. It's, it's a system that is perpetually racist and it will perpetually create racism. Uh, Mr. Ackman then recommended that Harvard shut down its DEI office, broaden their searches to include capable business people for the role of president, and the board should not be principally compromised of individuals who share the same politics and views about DEI. And then he ended it with a bang. He says, it is time we restore Veritas to Harvard again. Be an example that graduates well-informed, highly educated leaders of exemplary moral standing and good judgment who can help bring our country together. Uh, wow. Let's restore Veritas to Harvard again. Harvard doesn't know the meaning of Veritas. They, they forgot that meaning a long time ago. But we agree with Ackman. It needs to be restored. Let's bring it back. Let's bring back Veritas. That should be our slogan. Let's bring back Veritas to Harvard. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we are winning, friends. Uh, we are winning, and we will win. Uh, so encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's win together. Let's unite to renovate the age.